Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, uh, here we go, it's the Combine Podcast. Um, fucking like bottling, bottle fucking bottle. I was thinking about seven of these already. Uh, hello everybody, to three people, to four people, to five people that are watching, we appreciate you. Six <laughs> people now, we're fucking, it's great. Uh, for every person that... Is on this show tonight. I'm going to fucking drink a bottle or a pint. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, Mick. I honestly, mate, I love speaking to you every single day. I love seeing your face on this show. But right now, I don't want to be fucking sit- sitting here talking about the footy. But we're going to talk about it anyway because we are Liverpool fans. We want to uh, try and dissect the shit show that we saw uh, this afternoon. Uh, yeah. But the good, the good thing is, is we've had a few hours to calm down because I think if we did the show directly after the game we might have said a few things that i might have regretted what about you michael yeah well we had a setup didn't we? we had the review pod straight after half two and i just thought there's no point now going on because it was just uh... do you know what we didn't even speaking overall we didn't play that bad do you know what i mean we didn't I play Right, no, you're right. We, we didn't play that bad. It was just great, great goal, and then it's just we're just so prone to brain farts now, and we can't react when they happen. That that's the difference. brain brain farts. We fucking shat ourselves. We yeah, shit our pants. Whatever, we however you fart, want to say it. We farted. It was a little, uh, and then it sort of like just fell through. It just just went <laughs> change of undies was definitely fucking needed yeah. yet again. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, you're right, mate. I mean, like you said, the the game. Sort of that first half. I mean, not, I'm not just not to say it was boring, but it was just it felt like a slog again. It didn't feel like the Liverpool of coming out on the traps. We needed to get three points it, again. It was slow. You know, we were we were creative. Trent looked a lot better. He looked a lot better defensively. You know, Definitely. some of the balls he was playing, like that one that was outside of the foot, was incredible. You know, some of it was some of the play was was really good. Um, but again, it was just a, a case of just converting those chances. And obviously, Bobby has. A point blank one, doesn't he? In the um, where you just think, right, how's that not fucking gone in? And it, obviously, mm-hmm. you got to say, got to say, it's a great save from, from Schmeichel. Nice reflex uh, to go in. But how much he knew about it, you know, we don't know, do we? At the end of the day, similar to Dudek in, in Istanbul, you know, you just fucking put your hand out and just see what happens there. But yeah, it was um, it was quite interesting because going, you know, it's, it's been a long time since we scored a first half goal, Mick. It has, it has, and I think <clears throat> the longer the game goes on, that I, I worry more. I mean, I, I know you text saying like I'm not. 
it, I seem like I'm not bothered when we go in front of goal now. And I, fit, I felt the exact same. Like, even when we were having chances, I wasn't like, go on. I was like, oh, if it goes in, it goes in. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. <clears throat> and so you could say that we didn't we didn't take our chance. Like the Bobby one, if he clips that nicely. Like, it was a bit of the ball by Salah was overplayed slightly. So you had quite a bit to do. But um, there was chances there. Like Salah was one-on-one, wasn't he? And he kind of stood on the ball. And you're like, fucking hell, that needs to go, that needs to go in. And you expect a player of that calibre to do that. And when he doesn't, it can come back to bite it on the arse, which ultimately it did at the end of the game, albeit he did score a fucking tremendous goal to, to put us 1-0 up. So. Yeah, he did, mate, he did. And it was just like, it was just a floater. You know, considering we've, uh, talking about shitting before, it was a floater, wasn't it? It was great just to go into that far corner. And yeah, Bobby with a beautiful little flick. And Dan's just comment saying the shit show. 75 minutes was one of our best performances. Yeah, Dan, you're absolutely right. It was one of our best performances, but yeah. we've been shit for ages. And the entire game was a shit show. That's what I mean. The, the, losing 3-1 to Leicester is a shit show in my book because we should be fucking beating them. And they are a good side, mate. You're absolutely spot on. And I'm just emotional, Dan. Yeah, I'm having a beer. I've had a few. I'm fucking emotional. <laughs> Hi, Tim. Nice to see you. Yeah, um, well, just, uh, just want to comment on what uh, Dan said. Once the first goal went in, our heads definitely dropped. Uh, Tim, fire that one at you, mate. Uh, Ed definitely dropped with that first goal, didn't it? Well, I mean, it was probably the worst seven minutes we've played all year, to be honest, after, after that first goal. Um, yeah, it, it certainly seemed like it took the wind out of our sails. I, I mean, I totally agree that that was one of the best 75-minute spells that we've had in a long time, certainly. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, it's odd because considering the fact you would, you know, what we've expected from this side is that, you know, a, a team drawing level with us or us going one nil down doesn't really mean much because it hasn't done for a, for a few years now. Um, whereas you kind of felt that when that goal went in, it wasn't really going to go any other way than than Leicester kind of doing exactly what they did. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting it in that fashion. I wasn't expecting it to be that quick, but it kind of like, you could kind of feel it coming once that first goal kind of, once the ball kind of rolled into the back of the net and you thought, well, that was a weird one to give up, you know. That's that's gonna that's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, no, absolutely right, mate. Um, Mick Tomos just said last couple of games, course days we panicked when they scored and fell apart, all trying too hard. And then obviously Allison say he pulled off a world class double save just before the exact same attack for the third. Yeah, he's absolutely spot on there. So that first goal, Mick, that um, that that we conceded. There's so many things in the build up to that goal that I want, I want to talk about. So, first of all, the foul on the edge of the area, right? The whole debate of whether it was a free kick or a penalty or anything like that. You know, the ref gives a penalty. VAR says it's a free kick on the edge of the area. Can we just talk about the incident anyway? Because the Thiago challenge was fucking stupid. Yeah, and I think he got a, he got a major earful, didn't he, from um, Hendo. You could see Hendo going, why the fuck are you putting your foot out there in such a dangerous position? And we were... It surprised me that it was given as a free kick and not a pen, to be honest, because the way our, the way our looks going at the moment. But um, and then obviously resulting from that, and then these lines that keep keep getting drawn. Just I, I don't know what's going on. I honestly, the, like when you look at the the benchmark for me is the Mane one against Everton, and mm, if you yeah. if it's level with that or anywhere near similar to that, I just don't know how it can't be given as as offside. If if do you want to. It's just, I'm hoping this season's going to be a one-off in terms of absolute shite and they're going to sort it out by next year. But if it doesn't, then, and this was all for nothing, then I'm going to be even more pissed off. Yeah, 
No, you're absolutely right, mate. Tim, I mean, you're. We, I know we haven't spoken this afternoon, have we, about the game, mate? So, the, obviously, we're thinking, fuck, we've got away one there with a penalty. Um, you know, it's, it's not a penalty thing, thank Christ for that. The ball comes in, fucking misses everybody and just goes fucking straight in, you know. And then the way I've always seen football, if a player's in that slight offside position and he's made a goal for the ball, he's disturbing the keeper, he's influencing play and, you know, so then the goal's given, then it's fucking chalked off and then it goes back to VAR. Like, yeah, someone's fucking shoelace, they, you know, the plastic bit on the end of the fucking shoelace is playing him on side. So I just, I don't get it, mate, but fuming is, isn't the word really, is it? I mean, I, I I couldn't personally when I saw a goal when I saw the ball go in, I thought, well, he was definitely offside and he's definitely disrupted him, so it's going to get chalked off because I saw both guys run and I thought they're both offside and he definitely made a play for the ball, so I thought, well, it doesn't matter, I'll get chalked off. And then they showed the replay and he was definitely yeah. offside. And I thought this is definitely going to get chalked off, but hey, listen, we got one VAR decision that went our way, which was in my eyes correct in the penalty and then you know our luck returns what it has been for for several weeks now and it kind of uh it kind of threw it in our faces almost straight away so yeah i think yeah. the first, first one right i think you know i'm trying not to be biased as a Liverpool fan but you know when tiago's foot was outside the area it wasn't on the line when he made the challenge yeah the the second one i, I just don't understand because i mean i understand the drawing of the lines in certain situations and and all that kind of stuff. And I agree with Ian, actually. If, if it was us, it would have been offside. It would have chalked it off. It's just the way our season's going at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I just don't understand. They've they've marked the line about probably about half a foot past Bobby's heel. And Bobby's facing the ball, which yeah. means that he'd have to have, you know, some sort of weird ankle where he can flex his foot the other I, I just don't understand how they've put the, the blue line so far away from his ankle and then drawn an, a line up and just ignored his knee I yeah yeah exactly I don't, I don't understand and then the position of the shirt is different to the position of the shirt that they used for the Van Dykhoff side for the Pickford red card yeah. and then it, oh, it's, it's it's a mess it has been since it's come in they've it's been a complete it's gonna. It's been a complete joke, VAR for football, and there were people were calling us Liverpool last year, and I wasn't enjoying it. some some of the stuff that went our way. I thought, well, we shouldn't really have that, and some of the stuff that went against us pissed me off even more. So yeah, I, I just I just don't at this point I don't see the point because it just it, well, they just can't find a medium where it's effective consistently. No, you you're right, mate, and that, that's what you've just said is consistency. And we said a few weeks ago, didn't we, that we need these things to happen so they can look at it and go, right, well, for next season, we're not going to fucking do that because it caused this drama, or we're not going to do that because that hasn't looked right. Because like Mick said, if we have a look at the, the Mane thing, how it was offside, that has sort of now been corrected in a way now, where a couple of weeks after that Mane incident, some were being classed as a goal, and we were thinking, well, why wasn't the Mane one done? And now it's fucking strict as fuck. It's all along the same line as the Mane one now at, at Everton. So if they are going to get consistent with it, then this shit needs to, needs to happen. But you are right, mate. It just needs to fucking just drop off. And Dan's, Dan uh, Reeves has said, uh, who's popped up recently on the podcast, and we appreciate it, mate, um, watching everybody's back fit, we're going to be unstoppable again. And that's the thing that we said earlier, didn't we, Mick, about it? And we'll come on to that in a minute. Um, but when we go, when we look at the, the second goal, I don't want to fucking talk about it too much, but again, I, are you on on that? 
Mick, are you thinking that's Kabak's fault? Because Kabak is looking at the ball, he's not looking what's behind him, he's doing what a defender should keep his eye on the ball and go for the ball. Allison's come way far out of his goal. Has he not screamed enough? Or should the keeper, being the keeper, you're going to come that far out, you fucking flatten everybody and you win that ball. What's, where do you stand on it? Well, firstly, is, wasn't that where Mane got pushed over in the build-up to that goal? Yeah, yeah. Again, again it's fucking Origi all Trafford all over again. First and foremost, fuck me, that is a foul. It doesn't matter. All we want is yeah. consistency. If that was yeah, Kabak yeah. and Vardy and they pulled it back and went, that's a foul, we've, we've ruled out your goal because there's a foul here, I'd be like, yeah, fucking hell, fair play, it was a foul. So I don't yeah, know absolutely. how that, that's not been a, been a factor, but... Um, Allison just, I think it's just remnants of the last game where he had a, he just had a, had a bad game, and that's just filtered into the, the this one as well. Unfortunately, he yeah. should be screaming, keep it, header in it, or I don't know. It's Quebec. It was Quebec's debut, so I don't know. Um, like I know Quebec speaks English, and so does Allison. So there's not like a language barrier there as such. It's not. He's not. He doesn't know. It's like he's not. It's not like he doesn't know how to speak English, and he doesn't know what. To do, but he's trying to clear it because he thinks Allison isn't coming, and Allison knows he's coming. He can see the whole pitch, so I agree with I agree with Dan there. It's, it's Allison's fault, I'm afraid. I mean, he's still the best goalkeeper in the world in my eyes, but stuff like that, he needs to scream his fucking head off. Go, Dally's move the fuck out the way, clear them all out, or do something. Either yeah. either do that or stay the fuck where you are, and then at least if Kabak makes that hash of it like he did. And then Vardy's got a one-on-one. He proved in, yeah. the, in the first half that he's more than capable of of, of stopping a one-on-one against Vardy. So we yeah. could have, that could have been prevented as well. So it's, it's just one of them, and he's just he's having a bit of a tough period at the moment, like we are, like the rest of the team mm-hmm. are as well. So yeah, like, and it's and it's a look as well, like stuff like that's not going our way, and and to factor in all the injuries and then stuff like that as well. It's just it's destined for us not win any games at the moment, and it, it will change eventually. But it's just we need to the certain players in the team need to need to step up and make themselves counted. Yeah, it's true, mate. I mean, I, Tomo's obviously said it as well, uh, and I trust Tomo. Uh, he's one of the best goalkeepers I've ever seen. So I'm uh, I trust Tomo. Tomo 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 was a cat when we used to play football together. So I fucking trust him as a goalkeeper. He knows. Um, Dan uh, the. Him and says, scrap VAR, please, for fuck's sake. I love that because, again, it, it, can we just go back to human error because we, we loved it and it was good talking points, but it wasn't, it's fucking nothing like this. But, uh, Tim, fuck, still coming on to the, 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 the stuff that happened in between the second and third goal. Leicester could have got a third immediately. I know it, it was only a few minutes later, but they could have got, um, a third immediately. And obviously, Alison makes a, a great double save and he goes from making that mistake to thinking, fucking hell, he's the best goalkeeper in the world again. Yeah, well, I mean, he I still think he is the best goalkeeper in the world. And I mean, we're yeah. not we're not exactly putting him in positions where he's able to show that on a regular basis. Um and in terms of and he, he made a, a great double save, but in terms of the second goal, I don't know if you can blame him because how how can he trust what's in front of him if if game to game he just doesn't know what's going to be in front of him? So yeah. it, he doesn't have any chemistry to anyone. Where like when when we saw Joe Gomez and, and Matip alongside Van Dijk with with Allison in goal, it was almost like they're all on the same wavelength. You know, Allison, there was never a situation like that, that happened between um, Allison and, and Van Dijk. And I know the Van Dijk against Arsenal, we've a couple of passes have gone astray, but that's to do with I think overconfidence more than not on the same kind of brainwave. But um, yeah, it's just, I. 
I just can't. I, I, I don't see it as it. I mean, yeah, it's it's someone's fault, but at the same time, I think it's it's a product of situation rather than someone making a mistake because of you know a, a lack of ability. I think that had those two played together, had Kabak had Kabak known that Allison loves you know sprinting off his line, coming six yard out six yards out the area to clear stuff like that, he probably would have listened out, but. It, it's his debut. He's coming on. He sees a ball over the top. He sees a, cl- a, a chance to bring a ball under control or clear it. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to take this. I'm going to have this. I'm going to clear it out. I'm going to set my nerves a bit. And instead, he, you know, clashed into Allison. What happened, happened. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I still firmly believe that he's the best keeper in the world. I think Kabak was decent today. So, I, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. It's, it's their first time they've, they've ever played together on a football pitch in a Premier League game. So, I'd rather have yeah, No, no, I see where you're coming from, mate. I do, but as professionals, it's one of the things where you should be those sort of decisions should be fucking understandable what's going on there. Um Mick Thomas just said uh, he's trying too hard now for the mistakes in the last game. And don't forget he made his first mistake against Leicester when he yeah, he did try that baby walk flick, didn't he? Because he'd done the, the flick at Brighton the week before. So yeah, just go back to basics, Alice, and you sexy bearded bastard or guy, whatever. Yeah. To be fair, Tom was one of them, and also it's it's uh, it's fine. Um, but Mick, I think I think yeah, when you when you do make a mistake, you sort of like it's like that child thing, and you know when you got in trouble by your mum and dad, and then you start putting the shopping away or you start doing the dishes without being told, and it's like what are you doing, you creep? You know, I might be like that for Alison, might it? You know what I mean? It's like I've made a mistake now. I want to do extra hard for uh, for making up for it. But again, as a fan base, for what Alison has done for the club since he's come in, it, it you know it's. We're not going to get on his back for, for shit like this because Allison is just one piece of, of the puzzle that isn't fitting at the minute in terms of the whole. You know what I mean? Well, he's another one who's going to be affected by, like like Tim said, a change in personnel, the systems. We're trying to play the same way with just literally putting square holes into round into into the. Um, I can't even say the words square holes into square pegs at the moment. We're trying to fit things in. To, to fit the style of, of what we do and we know that that a Klopp style is very specific so like Kabak today was I thought he was quite good to be fair there was a few moments where he, I think he slipped on one and I was like oh shit and then there was another time where but his passing looked good and he was he was trying to get on the ball and make things happen but yeah Allison Allison will come back but stronger after this because he's he, he proved in that game alone that he made some good saves I think he saved that one you mentioned, Jay, where it was on the line, he saved that, and there was one in the first half where he thwarted Vardy one on one, where you expect Vardy to score. Really, should have went round him and probably just slotted it, and it would have been we would have been like fucking hell, one nil down. So yeah. um, he's he's got that there, but he is prone, especially now. Maybe he's feeling a bit. Think the thing is though that what surprised me because I, I always thought he was like he's very mentally strong. So like when he makes a mistake, usually in the past since he's been at the club anyway. He gets over it pretty quickly, but that's I think that was a bit of an overhang from the last game that we've seen in that in him today. He wasn't I don't think usually he would only come out for that if he knew if Kabak weren't there, for example, he would come out there and yeah. head it away or kick it away as far as he could. But he came out when Kabak was there and I I don't know if he's thinking the young lads it's a floating ball over the top. Do I need to come out and maybe support him here? And and I don't know if that's and then Kabak, the way Kabak kicks it is just perfect for Vardy and Vardy goes on and scores the fucking easiest goals ever gonna score and it's just worked perfectly for them. And that's what it come back, comes back to again about a bit of luck. We need a bit of luck in those situations where that could yeah. could have went anywhere. Kabak could have kicked that and it could have went out for Trent or out to Robbo or 
out for a throw-in, yeah. out for a goal kick, anything, out for a corner for them, whatever. But it, it went perfectly for them. And it's just, it's, it, we're just riding this wave of shitness at the moment. But we, we've been blessed in the last two years to be so, so good that it feels worse when stuff's going wrong. And you've just got to, you've just got to take it with a pinch of salt that you know it's going to, it's only a small blip and we will come back better probably next year now. Like we have to yeah. play on fucking Tuesday now and, and Champions League, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right, mate. And Tim, just, you know, I don't want to, I want to try and be as positive as I can, but obviously we've got to cover the third goal, which is just an absolute defensive shit show. The, the, the square ball that gave it away in the middle of the park and then obviously defenders were slow and stuff like that. You know, I think the dynamic changed a lot when Jones was brought off at 1-0. I thought that was a bit of a mistake by Klopp. Um, to do that, you know, but obviously his, his whole game plan was thrown out of uh, proportion when Milner went off early as well, which is obviously, uh, you know, playing with a you know, not 100% fit Thiago had an effect on the game. Obviously, he wasn't up to, up to scratch at all. Um, but yeah, the third goal was just a, a shit show. And by that, by the time that third goal was on its way to being conceded, we'd, our heads were gone, weren't they? You know, so the third goal, it was like, right, well, if it's 2-1, it might as well be fucking 3-1. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... <laughs> That's the type of goal where you, you the, it's the type of goal you concede when you're trying to throw every, you know, the kitchen sink at, you know, at, at them, and you know they catch you one bad pass and they catch you on a break, and it's a it's a one on one. Um, that that spoke to to the f- defensive naivety more than the other, the, more than the other two goals for me because that was just us playing crappy def- like defense rather than you know a fluke mistake or a or a mistake by VAR. So for me, that was probably the best goal they scored. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. game. So, um, yeah, it it is what it is. You know, is it that you know, Kabak's caught caught a bit flat footed and and not not square on, so he's not really ready to run with uh, run with Harvey Barnes. So you know, it's it's a ball in behind. He's not really prepped. You can tell he's he's coming a bit cold and you know, not not really hundred percent with it yet. So yeah, I mean, I'd again. Preston died after 75 minutes. Yeah, it, it, everyone looks knackered. But then again, can you blame everyone? You, these guys are playing, you know, t- have been playing twice a week for kind of two months now. And it's not like we have a deep bench anymore that, that Klopp's going to rotate. And, you know, it's this title race has become, or the, the Premier League title defence has been ridiculous. It's it's like seeing Usain Bolt run 100 metres and then the next time he runs 100 metres, cutting one of his legs off and going, yeah, go on then, win it, mate. Yeah. And then, all this cop out stuff's like, oh yeah, blame his trainer. So it, it's it's ridiculous. No, I don't, I can't remember the last time a team had to deal with with anything of, of this level, and to add to it, Milner today again. So you know, it's unrealistic to expect any team with eight to ten injuries in in their first team, and not and significant injuries, not guys on the bench to 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 go and retain a title. So yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right, mate. And Mick, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, where Tim's just saying there that you've just got to look at things in perspective. So Dan's put here, players deserve to be critiqued on a game by game basis, but none of our main lads deserve to be getting abuse or written off. Some people cross the line, unfortunately. He's absolutely spot on because the fallout from the game this afternoon, you know, we, we all could have jumped on social media and abused everybody. You know, the, I think the dickheads that were um, tagging John Henry and his wife in tweets, you know, calling them shit shows and letting us down and all that sort of stuff is absolutely fucking disgusting and it just needs to get in the bin because it's just fucking ridiculous. And these are the, these are the same people that, um, you know, 
weren't even were in nappies during the Hodgson era. Do you know what I mean? It just it really pisses me off. We were three days away from administration. FST fucking done the business for us. But you know there are certain circumstances where you can look at FSG and just be like, well. We've known about the defensive crisis since October, so why didn't we have a defender lined up at the beginning of January? You know, why, why did it take the last uh, transfer, sorry, the last day of the window to get someone in? We don't know. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. The only thing that we can focus on now is these lads that are, that are in this squad. Um, and I just, it, it's a struggle to see where we go from here, doesn't it? Because there are lots of different circumstances, Mick, with what's going on. I'm really hoping that. Wednesday when we play like is it Tuesday or Wednesday when we play like I can't fucking remember Tuesday so I really hope that Tuesday gives us that completely different focus now you know we know how much we love the, the Champions League everybody loves the Champions League we want to go and get seven you know one-off games and stuff like that and form can sort of go out the window and there's lots of circumstances where we're fucking playing every single game I just I'm just hoping that next week Champions League Champions League packs on the shirt it's number six going for number seven gives us all a fucking lift and a change of focus. It's got to, hasn't it? I think me and you have discussed this before. Like it's got it, a change of scenery against the a good a good side will will, will be a, a fre- like a fresh life for us. Like it's, it feels like the last time we played in the Champions League was ages ago, and and mm. it, it's it's going to be a good test for us. I mean, it's going to be in what fucking Hungary or whatever, which is a bit mad. And I don't know where the where the home game is going to be played because apparently they were saying it's. It can't be played at Anfield because um, yeah, supposedly it'd have to come back and then and self isolate from coming to England. So yeah, no, that's me. our fucking problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, so annoying. That's, that's in March, so I don't know what's gonna. I don't know what's gonna happen with that. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's gonna. It's on neutral territory. So why the fuck can't we go there and beat them? They've got a really good side. But if we, like you said, it's it's a one off. If we can go and even just win one nil or uh, get a couple of goals there. That sets us up perfectly for for the for the next round, and I think it'll it'll do wonders for this team to to yeah. have a fresh impetus in a new competition, not worrying about getting three points, just worried about a tournament where it's one off and you, there's no worries in terms of uh, what we need to keep up with the rest of the pack or whatever, which is fucking ridiculous now because City have just won and won one three nil, haven't they? Against the that's good uh, for us. That's, that's good for us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's fucking over. So just let's just go out and do as best as we can in the Champions League and see yeah. what comes of it. What the what what if we if we get knocked out, then yeah, fucking it's, it's more doom and gloom. But we might as well just go hell for leather in this competition and try to see how far we can go. Yeah. Um... Obviously, Dan's just put as well uh, ten players out after the Milner injury. It's just I'm, it's it's so unprecedented, Tim, isn't it? It really is. Um, Dave's put. Uh, would you stick with Kabat for the Champions League game? I would. I think that's what probably why he played today was to bed him in and try and get um, some minutes in his legs before next week. What about you, Tim? Yeah, I'd probably say so. And obviously, uh, talking about the the injury to the injury list, that's ten now. I mean, obviously, Davis has has signed with the club, and it's taken about five days before he's now injured as well. So yeah. the, he seems to have caught the bug, which is a bit crap. But yeah, I'd stick with Kabak. I don't I don't see him going any any different. It doesn't look like Fabinho is going to be back for the game. So I mean, unless you're going to, st- I mean, you could stick, you know, um, someone else in there, a Reese Williams, but. Why? Why would you at this point? You yeah. you go all out, you know, stick stick Cab back at the back and and try and play as strong a midfield as possible. Then hey, look, I think we're still a talented enough team. Where if 
even if we find a little bit of, of form in front of goal and we start creating score two, three times in a game and actually kind of catch fire that we could still go toe-to-toe with anyone in Europe over a two-game span. I, I, I still believe that, you know, we're, we are capable of beating the best teams over, over the course of two games because we seem to play better against them. I know the, the game against Leicester didn't really, the result didn't really show that, but for 75 minutes, we were definitely the better team. And yeah. if we play like that against most teams in Europe, I, I would fancy our chances. So, yeah, I think the Champions League still, you know, reasonably, you know, doable in terms of, of winning it or making a final. So it'll be interesting to see how how it develops. And, you know, we've just got to, you know, keep our fingers crossed that there aren't any more injuries. Maybe a couple of people come back. But until then, we've just got to, you know, do with what we've got at the moment. And it is what it is. So. Oh, I swear. Right. Tim, have you ever watched Love Island? Yeah. Right. So, you know, the most common phrase that they say in there is it is what it is. Right, and you've said you, that's your hat trick now. You've said that three times, right? So going forward, we're going to have like a Love Island swear jar, and every time you say it, <laughs> we're going to put some, we're going to put some money, yeah, in our in our Copite charity bucket, right? <laughs> and I'm going to put money in here every time you say it is what it is, and everybody who's watching, call him out on it. Cause if I miss it, fucking say it. But obviously, Tim, Timbo. Our, our number 20 is missing now. We're really hoping our number 20 is back as soon as possible. And what's he called? Number 20? Yeah. Who's number 20? There you go. There you go. We love it. We love it. Um, uh, obviously, there's the Genie Wijnaldum situation as well, Mick. You know, he wasn't, um, he wasn't on fire. As You know, it, it's such a shame. Uh, is Tom all right? Is he is he thinking about where he's going? Is that is that him done now? I don't know. Well, the longer this goes on and he's not signed the contract, the more part of me <coughs> think that, that he is going because it's it's going to be it's March very soon. It's, it, it's his contract is very close to, to ending very soon, and the longer it goes on, the more less confident I am. So, yeah, I think it is. I think it is his little it's one song and what a. Like I just hope we go on a bit of a run in the Champions League. Like in March, Hotter should be back. Um, Cater should be back. We should have a better, bit of a better squad. You know, like, like Tim said, we haven't got the we haven't got the resources to just like drop into the into the rest of the squad and go right. You guys fill fill the gaps and we can carry on as normal. We haven't got the haven't got the luxury of that. Like we have fucking. No, it's true. But like, who do we have on the bench? There we had Clarks on the bench today. Clarkson, Neckel Williams, Reese Williams, uh, Phillips, like just players that re- in, in really, in hindsight, if you had a full squad, they wouldn't be anywhere near the team, would they? If we had a full strength, they would be nowhere near that that first team. The fact that on the bench, like prepared to come on at any moment, just in case we get an injury, it shows just how far we've came in terms of like just getting pure injuries all over the pitch. But uh, yeah, I hope I hope Genie does sign ultimately, but. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think. It's I don't think happen. it's going to happen, mate. I think we're going to have another Emery Chan situation on our hands, and we've said yeah. we've said this before, haven't we? But may, maybe when we look at the, this squad, the, you know, the majority of this squad has been together since since seventeen, eighteen. You know, some players have been here, been here longer than that, and you know, Sky Sports did a graphic the other week about the players that played in the Champions League final and how many of them, you know, are, are, are still playing now, and that says a lot for a lot of sides. Now, there's always. Fergie was brilliant at building a, a squad that won league titles and won Champions League, and then he dismantled the squad every year or two later. 
maybe now we have to experience that as a as a fan base. And look at City; they went on a two year streak of winning winning the league. Um, albeit we pushed them all the way uh, in in you know in two of those two of those seasons really. Um, and then obviously last year was an anomaly for them, and they fell off, and they've come back and and. and it looks like they're going to win the league again. So we can do this again. You know, a little bit of rebuilding, we can do that. And it, it can go go our way again next year. Obviously, that's just something I don't want to touch because I don't even want to get into conversation of who's going to leave this football club, i.e. the front three. I don't even want to talk about that at the minute because we'll worry about that at the end of the season. Let's get behind the boys. But one thing I am worrying about right now, boys, and you know, we might as well talk about it because I'm not one for spreading rumours or anything like that. But right now, there's quite a lot of rumours going around and I'm getting WhatsApps while this podcast is on uh, saying that Klopp's walked. Now, I don't believe that that is a fucking thing. I think people are getting fucking et up over the fact that there's a WhatsApp going round uh, of, of saying, I've heard it from several different people that Klopp's walked and Betfred have apparently stopped taking bets on the next manager to leave and all that bullshit. So, not one to spread rumours, boys, but, you know, um, that's an interesting development, which I just think is a load of crap. I think if... Uh, Somebody's probably heard that Klopp's had special dispensation to go back home to Germany to be with his family after his mum passing away, and they've probably put two and two together and got fucking five thousand. The fact that Klopp's walked when he hasn't, he's probably just fu- fucking gone home for a few days to get away from this shit show of fucking abuse he's getting the media, and he wants to be home with his family, which is absolutely fine. But yeah, Tom out. Yeah, it's absolutely true, mate. People on just search for Klopp on Twitter and other people talking about it, but I just think you know it's absolute it? bullshit. You know what it is, Jay? It's this. I find it hilarious now because Anfield edition got um, suspended, didn't he? Mm. Genius thought, oh, I'll make a little parody account and they fool everyone. So, yeah. I don't know if you can see that. Uh, breaking Jurgen Klopp. Oh, fuck off. Fuck and off. Obviously, if you click on the, the profile, it says a parody account, but it's got 111 retweets, 61 quote tweets. So they're, they're just. They don't. They People are idiots. Realize, this is the thing. People are idiots. Yeah. So it's 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 obviously not true. I would be, I would drop to the floor if I, if that actually happened because I don't think yeah, that it happened. wouldn't. There's, there's, no, it, there's uh, no way. He's got no reason to leave. He's got no, no fucking reason to leave whatsoever. He's under no pressure from us as a fan base because we fucking love him. He's under no pressure from the owners because. The, the whole situation with the minute, the way the team is the last two years in terms of like the COVID situation and money, each party can have a go at each other party. Well, you've not, you know, even if the rumours are true where Klopp got pissed off with FSG because they didn't give him money or FSG are pissed off with Klopp because of the way the team's played, it's six one after the other. There's so many fucking circumstances the last couple of years with COVID. I, I, just, I can't believe I'm saying that last couple of years. It, 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 fucking, it's ridiculous what's going on. But it's a load of bollocks. He's, he's been our most successful manager um, in years. Do you know what I mean? And it's it, it's unfathomable that like, that man would leave. And Klopp's not the type of person to just go, ah, oh, fuck off. I can't be asked to do anything leaving. He's a, he's a better human being than that shit. So, yeah, it is definitely bullshit. And to be fair, Dan, I'd cry like a baby as well. Tim, your thoughts on that? It's all fucking bullshit. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's just... I think people understand that Liverpool are currently going through a patch where they're, you know open for criticism whereas they haven't been the last couple of years we've been almost perfect as a side we've i think exactly. even like, even even the year we won we lost the premier league to city by a point or whatever it was i think most people appreciated that we were probably a better side than city were that year especially because we beat them in the champions league yeah, uh, yeah so i think it's just people just jumping on on any chance they can get to jump on the club because i think that they know that this is this is going to be short lived i think they know that this is 
very temporary and that they understand that Liverpool are keeping up in it with a top four race with essentially, you know, 10, eight to 10 starters out. So I think that they're jumping on a train and just enjoying the ride while they can, because they know when, when this, when this squad is at full strength, they're, they're, pro- they're probably going to walk the league again, because I actually think they're that good considering what we've seen this year from the likes of City, who as good as they've been are only 13 points ahead of us, which is sounds quite a bit but considering how bad we've been it's not actually that much yeah. so yeah i yeah. i think that it's it's people just get getting getting their punches in while while, while we're down so i don't really yeah. pay much attention to it i don't pay much attention to twitter every time i look at hashtag clop out it's a bunch of man united and chelsea fans so yeah exactly so I, I don't pay attention to anything i'll listen to stuff like that when it comes from the club or an official account so good man um mick before we go um, I'm just going to, because Tomo's just put in a comment that deserves a, a, a little chat about. Uh, FSG need to backlot this summer as there is more personnel uh, needed and we didn't do it la- uh, last summer. Um, we didn't do it last summer. I hope he's meaning the summer before when we got set Vandenberg because I think we might have signed a few names in the summer, Tomo. I think we might have got a couple. I think, you know, that, that lad who nobody, who nobody knew. What, what was his name? Played yeah. as the number six. That's the one. <laughs> Diago, yeah. Um, the, the other fellow that arrived a couple of days later, what was he called? Uh, Diago. No, no, no. The one that was the day after. The one that was number the day. 20. Huh? Number, tw- number 20. Number 20. Hotter. That's what I said. Oh, Hotter sorry. Said, I, I thought you were starting with Diago. Sorry, I was... I was trying- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, no, again. No, no major signing. Fucking hell, Tomo. What's a major signing in your book, lad? Fucking hell. What do you want an Mbappe? Hey, fucking hell. Good job, I love you. Um, I, I don't know what Tom was talking about. I think Tom might have had a few beers today. Oh, he's not, he's not, you know, he's not sold enough cards today or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think we, I think the whole FSG thing was the, the summer ragged on for a long time, didn't it, Mick? In terms of like, we're not getting it. <laughs> he really does. Yeah, he wants Mbappe. <laughs> Fair play, mate. <laughs> Um, yeah, the summer went on a little bit longer, didn't it, uh, Mick? Where it was a case of we're not getting any, and then all of a sudden, towards the end of when the window's closing, Thiago pops up and uh, Diogo Jota uh, pops up. So, in terms of this summer, Mick, is it a case of Tomo's right and FSG need to back him, or they need to be a bit more clearer with what they're doing? Because two centre backs on the last day of the transfer window is not really the best way to sort things out, is it? No, and I think we might see quite a few shifts this summer. Like I, I was going to ask you guys what you thought about um, the Ox. I mean, he's he's quite well liked uh, amongst Liverpool fans, but I just feel like I know he's came back from a long injury. But today, I see him coming on, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about about him coming on for Curtis Jones. I mean, Curtis Jones is learning quite well, and when he comes comes off, it kind of the midfield kind of falls apart. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what you guys think about Ox in terms of his future. I know he's still young and whatever, and he's coming back from a long injury, so you've got to give him some leeway in that regard. But would you, if an offer came in for Ox in the summer, would you get rid? I think you'd have to, wouldn't you? Those, you know, again, no offence to him. I thought, I thought when we signed him, it was a good signing. And then it was unfortunate that the Roma injury just came at the time it did because, you know, he definitely probably would have started the Champions League, but he might have offered something else. You know what I mean? So, it's, it's been a shame for him, um, but I think he's been a great personality at the club, I really do. Um, but it says a lot when the Ox is fit, Thiago wasn't, and Thiago came on before Ox did. 
So for me, that just shows the pecking order straight away. Uh, yeah. I think everybody would have would have felt okay with Thiago not coming on because before the match, it was known that he was injured. So I think it would have been okay it was not to see him. So I think I, I do think Ox is the what is what it will be one of the players to leave. But he'll he'll leave with a thank you and you know um, hugs and kisses from everybody and a, and a thank you like the way the line left. Yeah, and I think it's like I think he. I'm just looking now. He's twenty. He's going to be twenty eighth in August, so he's he's getting on. Um, and it's felt of a comment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, things good. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Felt of a comment. Felt comment that done. There's there's a few players where you think like, are they going to want to stick around? The likes of Shaq, is he happy with a bench role? Um. And I mean, Cater, if, like we've said, if Cater comes back after like all this time out and gets injured again, what go, what happens with him? I mean, I, I love Cater and on his days, top, top quality and can provide re- real good Klopp midfield qualities in terms of yeah. um, carrying abilities, uh, defending, pressing, all, all the stuff you want in a Klopp midfield, he can provide it, but... If he keeps getting injured, like I said on the on the on the pre on the um, team news pod, availability is the best is one of the best abilities you can have. And unfortunately, Ox and Cater haven't got that ability at the moment. So it's going to be an, an interesting one in terms of him. Arigi's definitely got to go for me. And if you add all these up, to maybe three or four sales, and that could pave the way for another maybe one or two sales that come in. For me, yeah, you're right, right. So, what do you reckon? Then, fifty million for a Riga, sixty for <laughs> for the Ox. What oh. you know, we'll, we'll get Shakiri off for forty-five. Yeah, ninety um, for a Riga, I reckon, just for the uh, for just for the Champions League goal alone. That's fucking on the Barcelona goals. Surely that, that that's worth forty-five mil each. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll we'll put that on a DVD and just send it round to you know clubs <laughs> and just say, look, this is what he can offer you. Just fucking take him, and then we'll get Highland on a loan deal for like zero down and zero month for a long long time you know what i mean and then you know we won't pay that and then he'll get injured at some point after he's won the ballon d'or yeah so i'm, I'm loving it I, I love this plan i really do um but yeah i think it's it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting but at the end of the day, let's just keep our heads up got a game in europe uh, next week which will be great we will obviously be here for that team news uh we will be here for the preview uh reds in europe we get to do reds in europe this graphic will change to blue and purple which is fantastic we get to play our Heavy metal theme tune next week, which is great. We get to talk about European football. Fucking brilliant. Big ears. I'm excited, boys. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hateful. I'm just glad the hockey season's back. It gives me something to focus on. It really does. My team's in the playoffs, and we might make the playoffs the third time in four years. I'll be very happy with that. Um, Yeah, so listen, let's not take up any more of anybody's Saturday nights. It's 8 o'clock. We appreciate everybody that's joined us tonight. We really do. I know you're climbing for it this afternoon, but me, Mick, and Tim, we we couldn't be asked. And them two were pulling their air out. I was pulling what's left of my air out. You know, so it was one of the things we just weren't doing, and I'm glad we've done it now. Again, once again, boys, I feel much better. So again, thanks for Tomo for for joining us, mate. Uh, Daniel Gerard Reeves, again, appreciate you as always, mate. Dan, again, thanks for coming, mate. Um, and yeah, Tim, thank you very much as always, mate. Mick, thank you very much. Um, yeah, Dan, make sure you're on again, pal, because your middle name's amazing. Um, yeah, and we'll just see you next time. Just don't don't look at the league table. You know, just just crack on, try and be positive. I know it's hard. Stick the Champions of Europe DVD in from 2019. Stick the Champions DVD in from last year. 
Or just fuck it, turn all sports off and go and have a wank. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, just just enjoy <laughs> yourselves. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Ciao. Podcast Network.